Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today, coming to you from Malibu, California. Beautiful little misty morning here. Today, we're going to get into the mind part of mind-body again. I've brought into the mix a wonderful Law of Attraction life coach uh, who wrote an incredible book called The Champion Mindset. Her name is Ginny Gain. Welcome to the show. Hey, Elle. Thanks so much for having me here. So you are, I mean, you're really an adventurous, fun Law of Attraction expert for people who really want to get more out of their life and they're ready to realize their full potential and start creating some success in all arenas, not just talking money. And, you know, you're, you're just an expert in teaching people these skills from either beginning manifestors to people that are already in the mix. Tell us first, how did you get into understanding and start to really get on the train of realizing that you were responsible for creating your own reality and that you actually had an effect? Oh my God. When you say that, it just totally lights me up. I'm like this idea that <laughs> we have responsibility, like we... It, what, that was the biggest switch for me when I realized like, wait, I'm a hundred percent responsible for what comes into my life and like how I react to that. Um, so my journey started like from age nine, I was be put into classes teaching me how to visualize and how to use my mind, which I'm super grateful to my parents for that because it kind of really set that foundation, right? Like, oh, I have a little bit more control and I would use it in sports and stuff. You know, you want to go, you want to win this game, well, visualize yourself winning or scoring that basket or saving that goal or whatever it is. And I actually have a few fun stories of specific examples of that happening, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I would love to hear them. Yeah. Um, so when I was, so it really advanced kind of took off when I went traveling to Australia for a year on my own backpacking around and I picked up this book by Abraham Hicks. You've heard of them, right? The kind oh, of, I've listened yeah. to every single okay. book they've ever written. <laughs> right. So it was that instant connection, instant resonance of like, Oh my God, like this is amazing. This is it. I totally get it. And it was easy to practice when I was out on my own, right? I had no other, I mean, taking care of my living essentials on the road, but there was no other things at play in my life, no other responsibilities or anything. So I really was able to develop, I guess, a, a strong knowing and practice in that. And then that just became how I live my life. So any interaction that happened, any, you know, missing a train, it wouldn't be like, oh, this is so bad. I'd be like, oh, nope, it's all good. And you take that perspective of like, this has happened. It was in the flow. And oh my God, when you start taking that perspective of, I am responsible for this, it's just like, it's a whole new world, right? It, it really is. And let's clear up a an objection someone in the audience might be having right now. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds great, guys. But um, I just got into a car and <laughs> towed my car. And But here's the thing. So like you said in the beginning, we not only have a choice of what we're going to put out there to actually be reflected in reality. We do have a, a, a say in that vibration, but also we have every say in how we're going to react to something. Absolutely. And that, right. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have an initial being stunned by the accident or whatever. But after learning what we're talking about, 
it's amazing. I look back and I think about some of the things that just happen regularly in life that are little, you know, snap ups, Mm -hmm. little, just little roadblocks. And I look back and I go, Ooh, I would have reacted really differently (laughs) seven years ago, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm so much happier that I'm able to look at it. Um, I know you're a fan of Dr. Wayne Dyer. And one of the things that he says as well um, is, you know, every time something seemingly negative happens, he looked up and said, thank you. Because he knew that something good was going to come out of that. It's just like you getting delayed or missing the train. It's mm-hmm. like, are you going to sit there and bitch and moan to five friends and be? Because because what is that moment? Tell us about that. Because it's it's just you stewing in a, a false belief, right? Right. But let me say one thing first, because this was a bit of a transition for me. So when I first was introduced to this, the whole idea, like I'm 100 percent responsible for my reality. I'm like, okay, so. I create everything that happens. And that's a lot to wrap your head around. It's like, so because so many seemingly negative things come into our life and it's like, why, how could I create this? And I, you know, people take it to the extreme. Well, what about this tragic event, this tragic event? And so I've developed how I, my perspective on this into more of a, we don't always control the conditions, but we always control our reaction to them. And I still do believe that on some level, there's something in our vibration that is a resonance to something that comes into our life. Like it has to be, that is the law of attraction. If there was no connection, we would not be experiencing these things. So they're acknowledging that it's not like you're responsible for what happens, but you do, you are responsible for yet. Just like you said, how you can react to it and how you choose to perceive that event coming into your life. Right. And how, and also too, you know, there's a lot of people who something happens to them. They learn this train of thought and then they're scrambling to try to figure out, okay, well, what did I do? Exactly. Oh, I totally did did that. And that is the wrong way to go. It's, it's more of a, you do have to have a blind faith and acceptance of whatever that situation is. And I'm not even talking about God. That's a loaded word. If you believe in that, that's great. (laughs) And to throw that out as a simple example, I might've mentioned on the podcast before, but I certainly didn't want to get horribly sick with hypothyroidism in my life. That was certainly not something I asked for. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, but when I, you know, you go through the time and you look back and you see this is necessary that that happened and it's part, and it actually lined up with my life's goal of writing. They coincided and also helping others, which is another mission of mine. Now, again, I, I couldn't control necessarily the conditions by which that would have happened, but I'll tell you what, I would never go back and change it. Isn't that amazing? And don't you hear that so often? And so in vibrational world, I'd like to explain everything in vibration. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we didn't ask for the specific condition, but just like you stated, your what came in lined up with your ultimate goal. And I think that's the thing that so many people miss is conditions come in and we just don't realize that stuff's happening behind the scenes to get you what you really, really want. I mean, this happens all the time in, uh, I'll start working with people. This happens so often. And in the first two weeks, they lose their job. And I'm like, yeah, because you're creating, like we're working on creating a job you love. So it's, it's seemingly negative, right? And then... But once you can relax into that knowing, it's kind of like there's this underlying longer line. It's just like, okay, trust that. When you said faith, I was like, that is one of the biggest things that is at Mm -hmm. play in 
living this with this kind of perspective is is the trust is the faith it's amazing you know let's get back to i want to talk about that person for a second who like like let's say lost their job in the first couple of Mm -hmm. weeks see when you said that i looked at i was like oh that's great for them it's actually even better (laughs) that their job because then it gives them no choice but to right it's almost like the universe has said well now you don't have anything so now you got and sometimes that's the fire that needs to be lit for people. So sometimes like that seems like a bad thing, but it's a great thing because did that person get off their ass for the past five years or did they just complain about that job? Now it's gone. And they're like, Oh no, but you're like, no, 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 that's great. Oh, it's so great. And it's so funny. We're talking about this now. Just last week, I had someone who I've been working with for a while. So this is the second time she's got laid off. So she got this new job. And at the time we started working together, it was amazing. It was higher pay. It was everything she wanted. It was good hours with people she liked. And then now, you know, eight months down the road, she's like, I lost it. She's like, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because you know, because you shift and you're shifting up and then the universe is constantly responding to that. And you might have to wait for that answer of, gee, what purpose did that negative X situation in my life serve? And sometimes it might take eight months, a year, a couple years to connect all the dots. And there's where the faith comes in is that it will work out. You keep going forward. Like what about for you? So was, was that your situation as well is you don't, you can't, it's really difficult to kind of appreciate it when you're in it, right? It's tough. Uh, But you know what? I'll tell you what. It's funny because um, in those moments, you know, there's times in my life where I wish I would have known what we're talking about. Right. And then once I learned it, that my life's been way different, way better. Mm -hmm. I think that um, ego is always going to pop up. And people are going to provide their opinions about something being negative or not. So for for example, like I'll bring up a loaded topic right now, and we don't have to get into the details because it's a loaded one. But the politics in the United States right now, there are a lot of people who you ask them about it, and they are, you know, they're angry, Mm -hmm. and they think it's horrible. And they're, they're in a real negative part about it. Then there's other people who are like, actually, I think some of this is so hilarious. There's people that are just looking at it like the best comedy reality show. And then there's other, <laughs> it's a little bit of what you're thinking. Yeah, and I'm not surprised. And then also too, though, there's this other part of me that thinks this is probably one of the most positive collective experiences. I have never seen more people interested in learning about civics, learning about how our government works. And to me, that is really, really important because there's a lot of people who just don't understand. We take things like the Supreme court for granted. We don't understand how a bill becomes law. And I feel like because of this, seemingly what people think our negative situation is really positive. So I'm looking at it from a totally different angle, just because of the way I think I'm looking at all the good things that are coming out of it to appreciate about it, despite the fact that there might be some negative, you know, and so there's just one way to look at it. It's amazing. Like that is an amazing perspective to hold. And when I think of things like this that are happening in the world. So you part of the law of attraction states like what you resist persists, right? So anything you're giving attention to, you're going to get more of. So there are tons of positive ways to help this situation evolve and and be positive, but it doesn't hating someone or disliking or putting down something it, that doesn't add to goodness of the world that adds to the negative part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And for, for some people, um, maybe also related to the situation, 
Um, so, you know, we have got a, like a polarizing figure in the White House, whether you like him or not. It <laughs> doesn't even matter what your opinion is. It's obvious. And and the thing is, is that some people will be like, well, how did that person get to success? Like if someone thinks they're a bad person, like, how did they get there? And honestly, if you look at our election, it kind of is law of attraction. But this is the caveat I put to it. Mm-hmm. So you can declare and affirm lots of things about yourself. You can go to 10 million job interviews and tell everyone you are great at X. They might believe you and they might even hire you. At some point, the truth will come out. Are you really good at it? Were you truthful about your qualities, characteristics, et cetera? Right. That, that remains to be seen okay, mm-hmm. in our society. But do you see what I mean? Like I look at the law of attraction, I go, oh, I mean, you know, lots of polarizing figures, head of Scientology, other people have used really law of attraction. Maybe they didn't know they were using it, but they wrote down declarations every day. My, yes. my writings will affect millions of people. L. Ron Hubbard is still the best published author since like the Bible, despite how controversial that religion and his work is. But again, when you look at like his diaries, they're all affirmations constantly. Now, Amazing. again, you get to one point. Will it be true? Will pe- that's a whole nother story, but you can get, so, you know, you can get somewhere by bullying the law of attraction through or declaring it, but is it really true? And then that's when you might fail. And if it's not, then you will succeed because you are right on vibration. If that, does that make sense? Well, it's interesting that you say that. So when you say you can bully the law of attraction through, tell me what that means. Yeah, that, that's, that was loaded. Um, Okay. (laughs) I mean, in terms of Part of what we consider with law of attraction is how we use our words, potentially affirmations, right? Like I'm healthy, mm-hmm. healthy, happy, successful, right? You might say that to yourself mm-hmm. every day. A writer such as L. Ron Hubbard would say things like, my writings will affect millions. I'll be one of the best-selling authors. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Those things then might be succeeded. That doesn't mean you're going to find happiness and good stuff in the other parts of your life either. It's just that I guess you can declare upon you know society and get people to believe you you can sort of half get somewhere. Will you Mm -hmm. totally make it though at some point? Not if they find out that all the things you declared were not true. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, like you can use this. So someone go, well, how did he, that I go, I see it. And not only what we resisted persisted, no one voted for anyone in this election. Really. A lot of people were just anti. And like you've heard, you know, mother Teresa was like, I'll never have an anti-war rally, but if you want to do a peace protest, you can invite me. Right. Yes, love you that. Know? So I guess I don't mean you can bully law of attraction into getting what you want, but there's you can get so far, but then it won't stick if it's not if you're not true, right? That is one of the things Cass and I talk about all the time is the idea of we can affirm it on the outside, but the beingness of it, like actually embodying it is completely different. And it's the it's the beingness. It's the vibration that is what's affecting your world. Right. I can sit here and say I'm positive, but am I really? Right. And so that might get me uh, far. It might get me to be, if I tell everyone I'm positive and to follow me and I do a, a guru retreats on this, people might actually sign up for them and go. Then they're going to go and they're going to find out that I'm really not that right. And so there you go. Yeah. yeah. And it depends too, like a lot of where you're coming from, you're, the intention you're bringing into what you're doing is going to play a huge part, right? Because if someone just, let's talk about business for a second, like someone wants to sell out a retreat or something and, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say I'm this. I'm going to say I'm going to give them this. If you don't actually show up and you're embodying what you teach, you can provide no value and you're not going to help the others to have a transformation. And so, okay, it's a one-off thing. 
it's not It'll be a one-off, yeah. right? You won't eventually be successful at that. And I guess that's what I meant, but like you can only get so far by trying to manipulate and bully it. And then you will fail and lose and realize that the integrity of that intention. Um, and let's, let's get into that. Let's talk about, you know, words matter. Um, and let's start off with health for a second, because I know you're a fitness enthusiast and, you know, we've got people listening to the show that are already on the train and motivated. And we've got people that have got, you know, health issues that are looking to get motivated or start somewhere. What are some objections and excuses you've heard from people, you know, um, that might be common in this arena of trying to change their health and having stumbling blocks? Well, the biggest thing, so I was, I have kinesiology degree and then I went into personal training for a number of years. So I've gotten lots of experience with the, I can't do this. Right. That's too much time. That's too much money. Like (laughs) there's, there's tons of excuses and there's tons of solutions for every problem we have. There is always a perfect solution for it. But if we're too focused on the problem, we cannot align up with the solution. So one of the, let's say, what's one of the biggest things that people come, because changing your eating or starting exercise, right? Or getting into um, a regular exercise routine. And the biggest place that I like to talk about this is mindset, because so many people are, just do it, just force yourself to do it, just constrict your diet, just don't eat this and do it for five days or do it for 21 days and then you'll break the habit and then it will be easier. But that's actually not how it works in vibration terms because, well, you can do that. You can struggle your way to success. So let me just say that. (laughs) But it is a choice. You can bully your way to fitness success, but then it might fail. Yeah. Right. But then it it isn't, if that's the way you want to live your life, if that's the kind of lifestyle you want to have, if you want fitness or you want, um, eating to be a struggle your whole life, then it will be, but you can choose. We have the power and we have the choice to make different decisions and align up with what we want before we jump into the actions. And This, I don't think, is taught nearly enough in any of the fitness and health industry is the idea of lining up with your with what you want, like your why and being inspired to action instead of being motivated. So to me, there's a difference between motivation is coming from the external. It's having your trainer, your coach saying like, "Okay, this is what you need to do. Hey, you're doing great. Keep going whatever. Inspiration comes from within us. It's something we don't see that we just like can't not do it because we're inspired to do it. And that inspiration comes from a place of a vibrational alignment with what you want. All right. So let's, let's get into the details of that. Let's say someone has been you know, overweight or struggling with their health for a while it may not just be a weight. It could be other stuff they need to clean up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're still struggling with getting started, with, with making some decisions, with feeling inspired. How does someone like that get inspired? Because someone like that might be listening and say, yeah, well, you know, I've been wanting this for a really long time and I, quote, haven't been able to do it or Ray, whatever mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. they're saying about it. So how do they get inspired? Okay. So uh, stop me if, if I'm, if I ever skip over something that doesn't make sense. But it's really the our body and our external conditions are only a reflection of what's happening inside, right? So the reason we're not feeling inspired is because we are focused on so for those people that 
are wanting to work out and wanting to start this, ask yourself, like turn the kind of finger back at you and say like, well, what do I think about most of the time when I'm standing in front of the mirror? What are my thoughts? Or when I open the fridge, what kind of thoughts do I have to myself? What's going on in my head? And then notice if they are, they are about something positive. Like they could say, looking in the mirror, you say, oh, wow, beautiful eyes this morning. Like every morning, <laughs> this is so cheesy and a little bit vulnerable, but every morning when I go to the washroom, I'm like, oh, hey, beautiful. And I'll just like, that's that reaffirming, right? And no one else is going to do that for you. A lot of times we look to our partners or and some of our friends, but if you start that yourself, that's going to, that's part of what's going to lead to that inspiration. So acknowledging and being aware of what thoughts you're thinking about it and are they positive or are they negative? And there's your first, there's your starting point, right? And knowing that allows you to acknowledge why you're getting what you're getting. So if you have a lot of negative thoughts that you're consistently playing in your head about food, oh, can I eat that? Oh, I can't eat that. Oh, this is probably going to add to my hips. Oh, does that have, how many calories does that have? These are all the vibration of all of that is like stress and that doesn't feel good, which makes sense as to why our eating patterns don't feel good, right? So if we want to make a switch, all we have to do is find like one or two things that do feel good and do feel positive about a certain subject and just place more attention there. That's the best place to start. And that's all you need to do to start. Yeah, do the percentage tipping. Just start with something, even if your eyes are the only thing you can point to, right, in the morning. Absolutely. We need one thing. You only need one thing. If you have, if there's 10 negative things, but there's one thing you can find to appreciate it, this is especially true about your body, one thing to find, and you just keep practicing that, the law of attraction will bring you other thoughts that are similar frequency to that thought. So you don't even have to try to find other thoughts. Eventually they will, if you put enough focus in that one place, then the universe brings you the other ones. You'll have the ideas, the inspirations come to you. That's, that's a great way to put it. And also, you know, for people that want some, you know, maybe help, help along the way here uh, with things like affirming on their body. There's a great little cheap audiobook called Love Your Body by Louise Hay. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. And basically, you know, actually, I was just re-listening to a bit of it on the track the other day after listening to your podcast, Manifest It Now. And we'll talk about that <laughs> in a bit. But um, what I love about it is it goes really through every body part. And it's not just like, oh, I love my beautiful eyes. And it's not about aesthetics. It's about then, and you make this distinction in your book, the difference between gratitude and appreciation. And let's get into that. Uh, from this point, which is, yes, she'll do a gratitude thing on a body part, but it really then she'll go into the appreciation of why, why would you be grateful for something like that? Like, I love that I can see colors through my eyes or that I can hear beautiful sounds of nature mm -hmm. music or whatever it is attached to that body part. And she goes through all of that. And that is such a great, and I think it's like five bucks on iTunes. So if people really need to kind of get inspired with being grateful for their parts of their body in a non-aesthetic look in the mirror type of way, that's another way to get into it. Because if you can't visually get there, then maybe you can get into it and what it offers for you. Because look, you may have legs that you hate that are fat and full of cellulite right now, but you're walking and you've got legs. So, you know, Absolutely. There's, there's something there. So let's talk about the gratitude and appreciation. Maybe you have a 
thought on what I just said. One of the things, because I've had, I've worked with clients and they said nothing. I hate everything about my body. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't mean to laugh. It's just about, yeah, but. No, but like a lot of people are in that place. And, but it's because we've conditioned and practiced ourselves, right? We practice, it is so overwhelming the amount of hateful thoughts that women especially, but definitely men too, have about their bodies. Um, so sometimes I don't even start on the outside. I'll start on the inside. Like, are you breathing? Is your heart beating without your conscious awareness? Like, do you know what goes into digestion in your body? All of these things are like what it takes for them to work together to keep you alive and you don't even pay attention to it. Like it is, our bodies are amazing. So if we can start with that center, like my body is hearty and like, it's, yeah, just like you said, walking, I can walk, I can move all my five fingers, right? I can, you know, so starting really small or more general, um, really helps kind of tap you into that sense of it. What would be a good example of, um, the difference between gratitude and appreciation, maybe give us an example of a blanket statement someone might make about being grateful for something and then elaborate and expand on the appreciation of it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So my favorite when I start working with people is they say, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about what you're grateful for. Oh, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my car. Uh, I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful for, and I'm like, okay, so let's go back. <laughs> so why do you, why are you grateful for your family? Well, that they show me a lot of support. Um, we have really great dinners together. Uh, I'm able to help out with my brother's kids. Um, they were, they raised me, they took care of me. They're always there for me. There's, there's so much love there. We have fun together. And then all of a sudden, You've spent, you don't need long, 20 seconds, and you are activating a feeling within you. And it's that feeling, which is how we communicate to the universe, which is how we communicate appreciation outwards of us. And then that's what the universe matches and brings more of that to us. Yeah, I think it's a really important point to highlight for people that are skeptical of this process. It's like, oh, so I think of a jaguar and then it shows up. Yeah, that makes sense. And <laughs> you're like, no, that's not how this works. Um, it it is a it is absolutely a vibrational situation. So you can visualize all you want. You can make a hundred vision boards and put up a million pictures of things that you'd like in this world, but it won't get enacted into reality until you feel the feelings of what those would feel like when you already have them. Absolutely. It's always, we think we want the stuff because of the stuff. We think we want the brand new car and we think we want the house and the partner and everything. But the first question is like, why do you want it? What feeling do you think that's going to get you? And then it's like, oh, it's freedom. Oh, relief. Oh, I want to be loved. And I'm like, guess what? you can access those now and you have the power to do that. And when you do that, then you get the stuff easy. Then you don't have to work 20 years to get the million dollar house, right? <laughs> well, and let, let's, yeah. So let's go into this because this transitions right into sort of the mistake of the how mm -hmm. when visualizing and I want, or, or, and words matter. So I'll give a recent example. Uh, I know someone who has been working on a film for a long time. 
But from the very beginning, they were always like, well, these are tough. They take a long time. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't really, they weren't the friend where I could maybe felt comfortable imparting uh, this wisdom. Uh, and so, uh, so anyway, eventually it was like, took them a really, really long time. They got there. So now like the film's done, they're on their way to festivals. And I'm, I saw the film and I was like, Oh my God, Hey, congratulations. It was great. Um, you know, good luck with the festivals. And then literally the email I got back was something (laughs) like, well, you know, these film festivals normally don't like, it was just all about like this, this now it's like, where did she get this from mm. other people who said this about the film industry well, well how about if you're the one and i'm wondering how quickly it would have taken her to get all this done had she had a different mindset from the beginning would it have taken her 10 years or would it have taken her two <laughs> you know what i mean likely and I not feeling 10 it years. would have taken <laughs> likely not 10 years and so it's funny because once you get into this you're really aware of then how other people are speaking and that's what's important too once you get aware of your thoughts and the things that you're saying and the stories you are so then able to see it from the other side, which is then a constant reminder of being even, you know, more aware. So let's talk about, um, aside from the how, we'll get into that in a second, but I guess words matter. Maybe some, can you share with us some stories or statements, um, declarative statements some clients have made you of stories that right away Mm -hmm. you're like, ah, Oh, it happens all the time, but you had a great example. So I just want to highlight how, our our reality is a reflection of what we believe to be true, right? Because this person believed that this, these things are hard and they take a long time. That was their experience. Can you think of anything, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, but that you don't, you didn't believe, but it was the way you experienced life because it's, it's so rare. Uh, run that by me again. So try to think if you have this belief. So any belief that wasn't a match to your reality. So for example, some somebody can't believe money comes easy and be working really, really hard to get money. Right. Right. You can't believe it's going to, um, let's see, let's do, let's do, um, fitness. I can eat whatever I want and I can lose weight. Like the belief always matches the reality of what you experience. And you hear that from those people. Yes. Who, who are like, I eat whatever I want. <laughs> You're just like, well, that's a great story. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the stories I like to share with my clients because sometimes, you know, there'll be a client and then we'll go out and it'll be a more personal thing. And they're like, you eat like this? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. This is great. And that, cause that's my story. Oh, I can eat whatever I want. And I'm healthy. And they're like, right. Oh. But then there might, let's say there's a day though, that comes where <clears throat> you have some big, huge cake in front of you and maybe, yeah. you over, maybe you overdid it for a couple of weeks and you're going, let's say you in, in that same vibration, but you're going for the cake and you have a feeling of like, you know what? I shouldn't, or this is going to make me feel good. Well, then your vibration is not right. Don't eat it. Exactly. And that's where most people get off. So people think, oh, if I... Like they try to take try the to actions. Yeah, <laughs> they try to believe it. Yeah. It's so true, Elle. So they try to believe it and then they take the actions when the alignment of the belief isn't there. I've had people say this because they're like, oh, well, I just stopped trying, Jenny. I didn't worry about it and I just ate whatever I want and I gained 10 pounds. I'm like, 
okay, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. And I would venture to go back and go, yeah, but did you really believe that? Yes. Because I don't think you did. I yes. think you were trying to play it. You were trying to trick and manipulate yes. the situation <laughs> into believing it. Yeah. So, and again, this comes to with, um, you know, it's not that, hey, take a risk on yourself, have faith, go buy the Jaguar because money's coming in. Here's the thing. You can go do that. If you actually go to that Jaguar dealership and you feel totally confident in full belief that money's coming in and you're not worried about it, then you will be driving off the lot with the right vibration. Mm-hmm. But then again, I had a friend who who's not into LOA, but it works even when you don't think it's when oh, you yeah. think you're using it. Always at play. And, <laughs> and I got a call and the, literally I picked up the phone and it was like, damn it, these car payments are killing me. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, where, where are you? What's happening? And he's like, I just drove off the lot and I'm in this and literally totaled the car a week later. <gasps> oh, and I wasn't man. surprised. I really wasn't shocked at yeah. that situation because look at the vibration of this person bought a car that was more money than they could afford. They didn't feel good about it. They yelled on bitching about it right, right as they drove off. The, that's not the right vibration to buy anything. Right. <laughs> You know, so when that happened and the car got told, I was like, well, I don't know if that car ever had a shot. <laughs> Not with your vibe. <laughs> right. You know? So that brings up such a good point about when you're taking any action, you want to feel good. That's right. Yeah. Come from that inspired place. And if you're in a situation or you're making a decision or you're anywhere and you're like, oh man, something doesn't feel right. That is, that's your... Like that's your intuition, that's your emotions guiding you saying like, okay, there's some, it doesn't mean that whatever you're in the situation of isn't right. It's just, you're not in alignment with it yet. Right. So you have some more, some more work to do and then you'll be guided to the best path. Right. And you know, I, this goes for relationships. I had someone who, uh, was in a, a rough relationship with a, a guy and, uh, you you noticed when they were around each other, you could tell one of them was walking on eggshells and it was pretty tension and contentious. And I kind of talked to them afterwards and they were like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure whether this or and they were kind of trying to intellectualize the experience. And I said, here's the bottom line. Did it feel good when he talked to you that way? <laughs> Did it feel good? Right. That's all right. you need to know. Did it feel good? If it didn't, something's off. And it doesn't mean you need to match that person who's being abusive, mm-hmm. right? But it just means, what are you feeling? Because that's your indicator. And the logic, it, it, you can logic, logicalize around yourself around anything. It's the feeling. Yeah. And sometimes I find, especially in relationships, and this can be any relationship, intimate or not, is is talking about feelings. Well, he made me feel that way, or she made me feel that way. And then you're using, blame. right? Blame. So one of the the biggest thing in relations in healthy relationships is taking responsibility for how you feel. So yes, people are going to they're going to say something and your initial reaction is going to be maybe hurt and but instead of giving them the power of making you feel that way, you say, "Okay, that affected me. Like that hit something in me because of of an insecurity I have." And when you do the work on yourself to, you know, it's a lot of that self-love stuff and knowing your own value, knowing your own worthiness, and you line up with that within yourself. It has nothing to do with them. You will either not encounter that from them. You won't be attracting it into your experience. And it just naturally goes away. But it's all because of what you do within you. Let's talk about blame because I really like that part of your book too. Stop blaming people. Um, <laughs> just stop it, everybody. No, uh, 
We do. Yeah, I, it's really hard when I hear things from people like, I can't believe that they did that to me. I know. Um, I actually even know a 49-year-old male who still blames his father. And I also know a 50-year-old woman who keeps repeating about how she wishes her mom would have instilled more discipline on her because maybe she'd be at a different point in her life now. Mm -hmm. And I would say to that person, you're 50 years old. Mother yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, time to stand up and, and take responsibility here because... It, it, you know, it's one thing when you like, you know, we have more sympathy when we hear it from like a 15 year old, even though I don't think it still applies there either. Right. But then you get older and you're like, all right, listen, you're an adult in this world. If you're right. still looking back to the past and hoping that you're going to get reborn and have a different parent, at what, you know, where do you take the responsibility? So they just excuse everything on their life. I'm, I'm blaming someone else. And, you know, so that happens a lot with people. How do we, how do we get out of that? Well, I think, I do not think this is an uncommon thing. I think most people in society are at some level blaming something else, whether it's the government, whether it's their parents or the anything, because it comes back to what we started with, right? Taking responsibility for your life. And when you understand that you actually create your life with the energy you're putting out, that understanding is so empowering because when you know that you can change it, but responsibility is a lot of responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) If I know this, then all of a sudden, crap, it's all on me. So I want to bring up a business example here and see what you think about this, because I've heard this a lot of times where there's someone, let's say, who's worked for a company for many years. And so and they're loyal and they feel loyal. Mm -hmm. And then either they don't get the promotion they want, they don't get the raise they want, or let's say they even lose their job. And then there's this personalization of it. Like, how could they do this to oh, me? I know. I was so loyal. And I always backtrack and go, hold on a minute. Was there a loyalty oath mutual thing you got? Because this is at will employment. You had the expectation that they would be loyal. Nobody told you they were going to be loyal to you. So if you were loyal to them, that's your thing. Yeah. You, you In that, you expected loyalty for someone else? No, no, no. And I, I didn't let that person get away with it because, again, it brings it back to taking the steam off of also being offended personally by a company, organization, a boss, or someone who, well, that was your false expectation. It's just so, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they, you create your life, the bottom line. And so anything that comes into it like blame has no purpose because it wouldn't be able to come into your experience unless on some level you called it in. Whether you needed to learn a lesson about that particular scenario, right? usually that's what it is. Usually, usually that is what it is. It's usually obvious, yeah. But placing the blame is holding you there. Like you're not moving forward. You're not growing and expanding because you're stuck on blame. And whatever the reason was that it came in – it's, which is always meant to move you forward on your path because your attention and your focus is way over here in this negative zone. You can't access what's ready to come in. Like the new job that's like a, has a brilliant boss or whatever is next, you know? Right. Cause now you've just put yourself in a scenario where you're like, well, I'm failing life because of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, well, let's go back to, can we talk about words matter more? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. Because it's just, I don't think most people understand the power of what's happening with the words they are saying in their head and the words they're using when they're speaking. It's like, we talked a little bit about affirmations and beliefs 
but it is so, I will correct people all the time, my clients, but also like my family and friends when they say something in a way and I'll, you catch the belief like, Oh yeah, I can't do that. I'm like, or, Oh, I can't afford that. You mean it's not a priority right now. You mean you're choosing not to do that right now. It's how we are speaking over. Cause we have like hundred thousand thoughts go through our head a day. And it's our thoughts, the repetitive thoughts, the ones we think over and over that are creating our beliefs that are creating our reality. So it is so important to be aware of which thoughts, sorry, which words you're using when you're speaking, like when you are having a conversation, do you tell people like, let's use an example of your friends invite you out and you don't want to (laughs) go and you say, oh, I can't go. It seems so simple, right? I can't go. But that is so disempowering. It's like, oh, no, right? And then so if you, that's giving power to something outside of yourself. When we want to be taking the power on ourselves because we are responsible and we create our reality. So, I mean, you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings, whatever. But it's like you use different wording or different languaging to represent the same, um, the same thing. Right. And it could be with a flippant thing, like you get back from an airline trip, like, how was the flight? And you're like, oh, got sat next to an infant, of course, just my luck. <laughs> the just my luck things kill me. Because then you're like, well, that is your luck. Then you're always running into that. That's going to continue to happen. And also, then you're creating that, that yep. statement is so defeatist. It's like, I'm so unlucky in this world that this shit keeps happening. <laughs> like what a defeatist, you know? Or, or you hear a lot of like, oh, that's just how it is. Or that's just the way I am. Yes. Yes. No, thank you. And no, (laughs) actually, you know what? I used to work with someone many years ago who, uh, I'll just say it. She was a B and, uh, Mm -hmm. she got fired eventually for it. She had a terrible attitude, but she was very successful. So she was uh, making a lot of money for the company and they, you know, kept Mm -hmm. her on. And, you know, that stuff catches up to you because uh, that's vibrational. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so there would came a point when they were like, there's no amount of money she can bring in that's going to, you know, reverse this this attitude. Right. But one of the things she said to me a couple of times, and I didn't know LOA then, but I did say this to her at one point. She goes, you know, I know I'm a bitch, but and I go, no, 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 nope. If you know you are <laughs> and you think you are, then enough. You end it. There's no but there. Then stop it. Then change it change it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of those things like people may be like, I know I'm a whatever, but, and it's like the, the butts there for a reason. Oh yeah. Like, and even people saying, Oh, I'm always late. And I'm like, well, well yeah. stop saying that. Oh, what time? Oh, I'm always late. I'm like, well, <laughs> start saying you're always early. <laughs> See what happens. And the people that I know that are always, always say that they are always late. In fact, have chronically been late for 10 years. I know someone who's always late to their job <laughs> for like 15 years. And I'm just like, at what point did you not figure out the time management of that at your age? But, you know, those are things like if you keep saying that, you need to catch yourself and stop saying it. And then you change it around and you start to say, I'm always on time or change and you will change it. Right. So in terms of if we want to make a health example, people saying things about the work, it's like, oh, it's so hard. Or let's use different terminology. So say it's challenging, right? Because it we want challenging. We we need challenge to grow. We need uncomfortableness. But I've never been a fan of the words like it's hard work. Like it all depends on what meaning you're assigning to it. But I'm like, do you want it to be hard work? Well, then if you want like that's the question you want to ask yourself, because acknowledging that you have power over what these words mean to you 
And then you, you just decide, well, what do I want it to mean to me? Right. And I, I don't know if you've gotten this, but I've gotten this several times where someone will ask me what I do. I'll say I'm a writer. And then I've gotten a whole slew of uh, crazy responses to that. But one <laughs> of the ones I've gotten a few times is, uh, is ooh, that must be really tough. That's really competitive. Isn't it? Right. And, and, and my response is not hard for all the people making millions of dollars. Love at it, it. Is it. Love it. Not hard for yeah, them. That's great. So what's the, what's the difference? I'd like to be on that side of the percentage on the winning side. Um, and then they kind of just stare you at you, know, right? And be like, uh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, because how can you argue? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but again, it really is funny because you are going to have a lot of naysayers out there. And so it's interesting. Once you start being aware of your thoughts, you're more inclined to really recognize in other people, which can help you navigate who you do and don't want to spend time with. And actually, if you just, you know, stay true to you, the universe will naturally take care of that because they'll naturally line you up with the people that are going to be along your same level, right? On your same vibration. Right. And also too, like words matter with, um, you know, even lately. So I have a bunch of stuff to do, but it's summertime and I've been feeling like I needed a little bit of a break of some kind. And so I kind mm-hmm. of was taking a little bit of a staycation and not booking too much stuff. And, um, I kept saying, to my, even, you know, even we're all can, we can be guilty of it. I, oh, yeah. I got in this mode where I was kind of unmotivated. And then I kept saying to my friend, God, you know, I'm so unmotivated lately. I really got to get, I <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. Right. Cause I know where that keeps going. Right. Cause if I keep saying that, then I'm always in a situation or yep. if you're like, I've got to lose weight. I've got to lose weight. Then you're always going to be in a situation where you've got to lose weight. And there's a great book called words have power. And she talks about with weight, she likes the term releasing weight. Oh, I love that word. Versus losing it. So I like that too. Or if you wake up and you feel fat and you say to yourself, God, I hate, I'm so fat and just stop and just go, hold on a minute. I am in the process of becoming fit, happy and healthy or just whatever, something to just kind of mitigate and turn around a little bit of what you just thought. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing I have about people like getting fit and, and losing weight or getting healthy is that whole idea is centered around that there's something wrong with the way you are. And so if there's something not right, not perfect, we need to change something. And we naturally will expand and we naturally are going to be healthy when we are being true to ourselves and when we're in alignment. Um, So if we can activate the vibration of how much, how great we are right now, that is the same vibration of what we're going to create for the future. So it doesn't matter if you are trying to lose weight and you all you focus on is how great you are at work and that dominates your vibration. You will think this is what creates the inspiration to take the action, to eat the things and do the exercise that's going to be most beneficial to your body. It comes from a vibrational place of I'm great, I'm healthy versus I got to do this and I got to change that. Well, I'm glad you said that because first of all, I really like that. I forget who said it, but something about, you know, I'm so grateful that my body is restoring itself to a place of balance. If for some reason you've got a really dire disease or something, you know, Mm, um, it's not anti-cancer, but it's, you know, Mm -hmm. pro what you, like you said, we're inherently meant to be healthy functioning beings. Right. So it's, so I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then also too, I love what you said about 
if, if the body is something that's really the depressor in your life, likely that's taken over and shadowed every other area. So like you said, if you can get on the train of looking at things like, I'm a great friend, I'm hilarious, or whatever the other things about yourself that you think yes. are great or good at work, <laughs> it's going to then take a dominant vibration into self-confidence that will bleed into the area that will then give you the inspiration to go, I'm, I am, I'm going to go do this for myself. Yeah. All of a sudden, out of the nowhere, you'd be like, I'm going to go for a walk. Right. And let's let's talk about uh, inspired action and, and the how a little bit here, too. So a lot of times when people use the law of attraction, they put out the vision board, they put out the end result, they're imagining themselves in the new house, the car, the relationship, job, whatever it is, and then they go about doing some type A stuff to get there. Like, you know, I got to make 100 <laughs> phone calls or I got to, again you know, believing that they have to make it happen. And that is such a big mistake. Mm -hmm. And I'll give a big one, which is um, <clears throat> the lottery. So a lot of people think like, oh, well, I'll just play the lottery and I'll vibe mm -hmm. that and I'm a vibrational being. And so I can make that happen. There's a couple of reasons why that doesn't happen often for people. Uh, a, it's um, some people can't wrap their belief around the odds, right? Like if the odds mm -hmm. were lower, like if they were in a contest of 300 people, they might have a better belief that they'd win. So there's that. Mm -hmm. But then the other part too is then that's what you're limiting the universe. You're saying this is the way to wealth and abundance. It's got to be the lottery way. Or I'm going to go write this book and then I'll make a million dollars and then that will be the... And those are, to me, the wrong trains to go down. Oh my gosh. When you said the lottery, I was just like, that was the first thing that came to mind is... When you, if that's what you're thinking, you are limiting yourself so much. The universe has so many ways to bring you abundance. That's not the lottery. <laughs> because all you care about, because here's the thing, that's the end. The end result is you want wealth and abundance. Do you care whether it comes via the lottery, an inheritance, uh, a, a business idea? You don't care, really. Everyone who wants wealth and abundance would be like, no, actually, if I mean lottery or who cares how it comes mm -hmm. in, right? One of the things, I mean, we could we could talk forever, really. <laughs> but yeah. when we're talking about attracting abundance, like, okay, well, why do you want it? Well, I want it for the freedom. Okay. Well, it's going to give you freedom for, I don't know, a year, but then because you haven't vibrationally attuned to being a millionaire, you're not going to keep it because that's how the universe works. It's going to take it away from you. As you know, that's what happens with most lottery winners, right? That's, that's right. Because it's not a vibrational match to who they are being. And a lot of them either don't feel worthy, right? They feel guilty about this abundance, so then they end up giving too much of it away, and that's how they lose it. Right. Or they, their vibration is just that they never felt worthy of it in general, because that was... So it can't... It's like it defies the can't law. Can't stay. Exactly. Can't stay. So, yeah. So the, the how is really we got to, you've got to go to the end result. So if, if it's freedom that you want with money, meaning you don't want a nine to five job, let's say, mm -hmm. then it would be best to really visualize and imagine the feeling of being home on a Tuesday, doing whatever you want and like visualize and script that day, right? Get to the end result. doesn't matter how you get the money for that freedom, right? Mm -hmm. You're already in, it already happened vibration. Mm-hmm. The how is so tricky. Like I still catch myself on this all the time trying to figure out the how and what to do next and how should I get this and whatever. The biggest thing I can say is to just be really aware of why you're taking the action. Like are you doing it because because you're trying to create something or are you doing it because you're pulled to do it? Because it's like, I want to do this. I want to write this and get this message out to the world. Or I want to go work with these people over here because 
it's going to help them and, and move out. I mean, everything is based in value that I'm, I'm talking about providing some element of value, but is there inspiration in what you're doing or are you doing it because you think you need to do it? Right. Like as a means to an end. And that happens a lot with these kind of things like, Oh, I'll write that book. And then the person's two years later and they're like, I'm working on this book. And you're like, ah, are you really feeling inspired about that? Or I think you would have finished that by now. Um, but again, I think it's because people are seeing that as a means to an end versus is it truly a passion? And um, we can even talk about this when people are doing visualizations and doing meditations and scripting. Like, are you doing it just because you think it's going to get you more money or it's going to make you happy? That's still a you're doing it for a reason versus just doing it for the actual beingness in the moment of experiencing it. And that's where the that's the key. That's the juice. Right. Absolutely. No, this is a really interesting. um, uh it's, I, I really wish everybody could get into more of this. And one of the things about it when you start, and I know you've talked about it on your show, I've, I've probably talked about it before too, is when you get into a different line of thinking, uh, my advice on this is don't share it with people right away. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling weird or embarrassed or you feel like it's, I don't know, that's going to work. Well, keep it yourself then. No one has to know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like a little bit embarrassed to go in the morning and go, I love you to yourself. It's weird. Yeah. It's a little awkward no one's watching you. Right. So, you know, actually vibrationally, it helps you to solidify that vibration to get familiar and consistent with it before. Cause as soon as you bring somebody else's energy into it, it's harder to maintain your own. That's why we're in a relationship and we're all everywhere. There's so much growth and this and that. And if we end the relationship or we go out on our own, it's like, Oh, it's like, it's easier to, be ourselves and do what we want when we're by ourselves, when there's no other energies like in there. Right. And you don't have to like get success first with it and get familiar with it until, you know, a lot of times when people start to experience it, then they see that it's real and they see all the changes in their life. And then of course they want to impart it to everyone they know. (laughs) And I, I came across this because I thought, how is it that I'm trying to push positivity and I'm getting negativity back? Hmm. So do, right. you know, do you know the answer to that? Yeah. Well, for, I mean, <laughs> vibrationally LOA rise, right? I mean, the thing is, is that first of all, that person probably wasn't ready. And when the objection came up, I'm there now pushing and in a resistance defensive kind of mode then of trying to defend a position. And um, that's never the right vibration either. So then I just laid off of it. And then people would come to me and ask about it. And if I felt like they really were interested, I'd, I'd share what I knew. And then I just let the others who weren't open to it just, you know, didn't push them. It's such a beautiful thing and beautiful processing. This happens all the time with, so after about three weeks, cause I get clients and then my husband wants this or my wife, she doesn't agree with this or whatever. And I'm like, just wait, just don't like you just be it. You just embody it. You do you. And then I'll get comments, you know, like, Oh my gosh, you never believe what he asked me. He asked me about this or something happened. And I'm like, yeah. So it's really about embodying it and not it's, this is, I don't know how many times I say this, but it's all about you, you and your vibration. And then let the universe work the other stuff out. Um, that reminds me of something Byron Katie said, uh, where she said, 
what thought have you ever had that wasn't about you? You're it, you're, you're it for you. You're I love it. that. You're I love it. That. That's all you have. And it's so true. Yep. Now, someone might go, well, that's not true. And you mentioned this in your book. Like, well, I volunteer for people at the homeless shelter. And I and it's like, yeah, but who are you doing that for? Yeah, totally. And, and someone might go, well, no, no, that's an altruistic. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you're doing it because it makes you feel good about helping people. Mm-hmm. It may be altruistic, but it still is about you feeling good about helping others. It's about you. It's about you. Even if you're like, well, I'm thinking about someone else or in the hospital right now, right? But you're thinking about how you feel about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this, this is, it's good to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And I wish people would get more selfish mm-hmm. and use that as a positive term. Absolutely. Um, even when we, anything, any way we relate to this world, we are expressing some part of us and whatever form it comes out, whatever action it is, it it's still you, it's still us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get, 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 start getting into yourself. And one of the things like we just talked about with keeping this to yourself at first, it's just going to be better vibrationally for you to not get any potential negative Nancy's or disruptors along that process until you've mastered it and feel really good about it. And then at that point, people will be asking you, oh my gosh, all these amazing things are happening. How'd you do it? Right. And one of the really cool things about that is when you sure up your own vibration about something, say about a topic, you actually will get a different response from people when you do share it, when you're solid. So say so say you have a, a wavering belief in LOA and it's like, oh, I don't know. And then you start to, to, to practice it, to leverage it. You see some results in your own life. Well, you are more shirt up in your vibration. So when you say, hey, I do this and someone says, oh, that's a bunch of crap, then it rolls off your shoulders because you don't Absolutely. care. You're like, whatever. <laughs> Versus if you aren't solid in what you believe or what you think, then they're response is going to affect you. And it's, it might be, Oh, well, okay, well, I don't know then. Oh, well, should I do this? So it's same as we were saying all about you. I love it. What's, um, let's talk about, let's talk about your book and how we can connect with you. First of all, you just came out of the book, the champion mindset, which is, yeah, I love it. It's great. It's such a, you know, um, it's a great introduction to people for beginning manifestors, but it's also an incredible re-inspiration and refresher course for people that are on this train. And, you know, again, maybe you just kind of got off the train a little bit and need to come back and, uh, you want a new voice to hear that with. So I love it. And we've talked about some of the principles in here. Tell us how, um, how can people work with you? Well, you can just contact me through my website or, and just find me online. And we work together starting through a six week course. And what happens is we go through and we explain you the biggest part why I created it this way is because people say, okay, I can read about it. They've watched the secret, they've read the books, but they're like, but I, I don't get it in my own life. And so that's what we do. That's why it's six weeks because you're, you're doing exercises, you're going out in the world, you're getting feedback and you're having the, oh my God, okay, I get it. And as soon as you see those examples happening in your own life, then you can take that same thing forward into anything that you're doing. I love it. And is it, it is the six week course is like a group course? Yes, we do group and individual. So it's both. That's amazing. And then we can find the champion mindset. And by the way, it's Ginny Gain, G-I-N-N-Y, G-A-N-E.com. We will post all of her links on in the show notes. Um, and you can find it on Amazon. And where else can we get it? Uh, Amazon to me is the easiest place, but it's in a few bookstores all around, like Chapters Indigo, wherever you want to go, wherever's closest to you. 
That's great. And you offer, um, everyone right now can get a, a, a jump start on this. You offer a great free, tell us what you offer on your website for free. There's a bunch of fun stuff there. Oh, my favorite thing is pretty new. So everything I do to create my own alignment, to, so to kind of keep me in shape for the day is through a daily action plan. And there's four things I do and I explain them all in this and I give you a calendar to kind of, you can check it off and that is available to you guys. So if you visit daily LOA action plan, you can access that for free. Great. And there's also a tab on your website that you can pull down and it says like free fun stuff. (laughs) Gotta have the fun free (laughs) stuff there. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. Um, what would you say, um, obviously this has affected every area of your life to go down this path and stay on it. What would you say is probably the, the most significant, you know, benefit if you could overall it in, in, in your study of this and your practice of it? I think it's what we originally talked about is, and I always come back to this, any challenge I go through in my life or any joy I go through in my life, I know I'm empowered by knowing like I can do this, like whatever it is I want, I can get there. I can have it. And there's no, and everybody can do this. Like everybody has access to this power. So it's just learning about it. Absolutely. And for those uh, who are listening, I want to, I just want to point out that the owner of this company and this podcast, Mark Sisson, his wife has been steeped in exactly what we're talking about for years. If you go to their house, all of these books are on the bookshelf. <laughs> so actually, you know, I mean, and, and even Mark Sisson, our boss, who was the less inclined of the two in the relationship to kind of come around to it, even he sees how it's applicable uh, in his life. And so, you know, this is something that even people in the company that I'm working for and speaking to you from believe in. So this is... Um, you know, and, and Carrie Sisson is 62 years old. And um, if you, uh, her life is full of happiness and peace, and she's a <laughs> constant studier of this stuff. So GinnyGain.com for all the information you need to know about her. And please check out her book, The Champion Mindset. Uh, you can get it on iTunes or Amazon. And thank you so much for joining us. I really would love to have you back. And thanks so much for all that you do. Uh, Ginny is a great coach and also has a great podcast for people that either want to get to know her a little bit before buying her book or want some sort of free coaching. There's great podcast called Manifest It Now with Ginny Gain and Cassie Parks on iTunes. And you know, you can start there. There are half an hour podcasts on a variety of subjects on manifesting. And it's really a great way to change around your vibration. I mean, one of these, I, I listened to your podcast, just walking around the track, taking a walk, talk about extra, talk about motivation <laughs> for exercise. Just go yeah, listen to one awesome. of your podcasts. So, um, thank you so much again. You're just a great inspiration to everyone. Oh, thank you so much for having me, um, on your show today. Have a great day. You too. Hi folks, Mark Sisson here, and I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching, but have been held back by worries, such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home 
and at your own pace. The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit primalhealthcoach.com and subscribe.